0: Warning: In this episode, you're going to be hearing a lot of this. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa. There's going to be a lot of woeing going on. Whoa. whoa. That, that that was just an explanation. I didn't need you guys to say whoa. 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 This is it. Was a thing on TV.
1: And gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity!
2: Episode 236, submission number 2156, Brotherly Love. Whoa! Now follow me here. Brotherly Love aired on NBC from September 16th, 1995, to April 1st, 1996, and then aired on the WB from September 15th, 1996 until May 18th, 1997 for a grand total of 40 episodes over two seasons on two networks. Whoa. Whoa. So, Joey Lawrence was just coming off of a good four or five seasons playing the overly energetic elder brother of Blossom. Yeah. Matthew Lawrence was coming off of one season playing the hero on Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Whoa. And Andrew Lawrence was coming off of, well, not doing much. Well, actually, that's not true. He played in one season of Tom. Tom? That's a future entry. It's basically a star vehicle for Tom Arnold.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was after the Jackie Thomas show, right?
2: Suffice it to say,
1: it only lasted 11
2: episodes. Whoa. So, all of the Lawrence brothers are all looking for a new vehicle. So, Jim Ballaly and Jonathan Schmock maybe teamed up with Paul Junger Witt and Tony Thomas and came up with a brilliant idea why not have Joey Lawrence in his own vehicle with both of his brothers? Whoa! So, deals were made, casts were cast, scripts were written, and produced, and Brotherly Love was born. Brotherly Love tells the story of Joe Roman, who's a mechanic, who finds out that he is now Born the responsibility of taking care of his two half-brothers thanks to his stepmother. Whoa. Well, three guesses who his two half-brothers are played by. Who are they played by? Let's just say one is named Matt and another is named Andy. Huh. Whoa. Well, and together... They go through the trials and tribulations of brotherhood, family life, adulthood in Joey's case, being a teenager in Matt's case, and having a precocious young imagination in Andy's case. It's a lighthearted family comedy that is about as inoffensive as anybody can get. Which is probably why nobody seems to remember it except as that show with all of the Lawrence brothers on it at once. And the story goes a bit deeper because Joe actually returns to his family business after his father dies, leaving him to take care of Matt and Andy with the help of stepmother Claire. Did we mention that this was light and inoffensive? Yes. Because that's important. Yes, Actually, it's... it is not important at all. No. It's just, you know, light and inoffensive. But you wouldn't believe who they got to play, Claire Roman, the stepmother.
1: who they get to play the stepmother?
2: Melinda Kalia from that... season one of the A-Team. Oh,
1: that Melinda Kalia. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow.
2: Yep. Rounding out the cast as Louise Davis was Liz Bassey from Future Installment Saved by the Bell wedding in Las Vegas. And as Lloyd Burwell, Michael McShane. Yes, that Michael McShane from Whose Line Is It Anyway?
1: Yes.
0: Now, wait a second. I'm sorry. I got to jump in about
1: Liz Bassey. Oh, mm-hmm. Mike's going to defend Liz Bassey's honor. Okay, go ahead. No,
0: there is, I think, a better credit than what you mentioned for her because she'll always be captain liberty from the 2001 live action version of the tick another future entry and a darn good show too i'm sorry i had to get that off my chest because don't just be like saying hey liz vassy did everything but the tick no the tick made liz vassy's career damn it
2: you know the tick also made peter sarafinowicz's career
0: well, the tick also didn't make Tony Shalhoub's career because that was wings.
1: It was. Wh- hey, guys, guys! All right, you mentioned wings. I'm gonna say something, okay? Because it was around this time, Reverend Love and Wings were on NBC. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something. All right, this is this All is right. a shocking secret. Okay, I love wings. No. That's true. I love wings. You're kidding. Yep. Get out of here. Do you know why I love wings so much? Why do you love wings so much? It made Tony Shalhoub's career. I figured as much.
0: Well, yeah, we just said that because we said that wings did not make Liz Vassie's career because she probably wasn't even in wings.
1: Yeah. Oh, and by the way...
0: No! I'm sorry! I'm doing live research!
2: (laughs) She was on Wings? She was on an episode of Wings in 1994!
1: (laughs) Oh, good. Hey, guys. Guys.
2: Oh, wait, wait. I'm just gonna let Greg reminisce about Wings here.
1: Okay. You know what also I wanted to, after I finished taping this episode, Chico? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch the movie Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix. About the creator of Rent, and you don't want to know why? Why? Because every time I see Andrew Garfield, I'm gonna think of No Way Home, and the time Crystal Bernard said, "I won't see Rent." <laughs> <laughs> I won't see Rent. I won't see Rent. I won't see Rent. You <laughs> think Crystal Bernard, when she went to the movie theater to see Spider Man, said, "I won't see Spider Man."
0: Oh jeez! And this all started because I said, "Don't forget about Liz Vassy being in the tick." I apologize.
1: Hilarity this ensued.
0: Ro- <laughs> That's last episode. Oh
1: boy! Oh
2: no! But here's basically the long and short of it from IMDb. A year after his father's fatal accident, Joe Roman returns to Philadelphia to collect his share of his dad's estate, a car-customizing business. His reunion with his stepmother, Claire, and his half-brothers is a little rocky. Despite her best efforts, Claire is struggling to keep the business afloat. Fifteen-year-old Matt, tormented by a number of teen crises, both real and imagined, harbors much resentment toward Joe, and wildly imagined seven-year-old Andy can't quite hide his need for a father figure. It doesn't take Joe long to realize how much he's needed, so he accepts Claire's offer to move in and work in the family business. Downstairs in the garage, Joe works alongside his father's pit crew chief, the slightly scrambled Lloyd, and Lou, a feisty conceptual artist slash mechanic. Romantic tension between Lou and Joe grows as the two try to maintain a working relationship. Upstairs, Joe is becoming a part of the family he never knew, with all of a family's adjustments, responsibilities, joys, and heartaches. Yeah. Like I said, inoffensive and forgettable. So there are 40 episodes. Let's go over all of them, shall we?
1: Yes, and by the way, we have a good array of guest stars in this episode.
2: All right. So, you have the list of guest stars, I have the list of episodes. Together, we are Voltron. Let's do
1: it. Well, some of the guest stars are also on the Wikipedia page, so...
2: Okay. Season one. Joe looks up his stepmother and two half-brothers after the death of his father. Because this is... The pilot. Because that's what you do in the pilot. You set up the premise. This is what gets the show on the air, friends.
0: Yeah, I got Mr. Bogus on the air somehow. That first episode, let's meet the Boguses or whatever it was called.
2: Meet Mr. Bogus was the first episode.
0: What? What? I tried forgetting that episode and literally we just talked about it 20 minutes ago.
2: Moving on. Okay. Episode two. Such a Bargain. Lou had made an art sculpture that catches the eye of an art dealer, but Joe doesn't trust him. Also, Matt has the hots for a girl in his class trying to impress her, including getting a limo for the school dance.
1: Okay, do we want to mention who plays the art dealer? Who? Okay, you ready? Are you sitting down, Chico? I am sitting down. Brian Cranston. That Brian Cranston? Yes, that Brian Cranston. Probably in between him doing voiceover spots on Power Rangers and when he played Jerry's Dentist on Seinfeld, who converted to Judaism just for the jokes.
2: Okay. Episode. Oh, my God, that's a young looking Brian Cranston. Oh yeah! Oh, playing... he, lo- he looks like yuppie trash.
1: Yes. Oh, playing Gus in this episode is Mike Starr. Mike Starr was in the movie Dumb and Dumber. He was one of the two henchmen with Karen Duffy. You remember that? He was the guy who they uh, who uh, Lloyd and Harry accidentally killed with the pills. Whoops! Pills are good. Pills are
2: good. Episode three. The Liberty Bell Show. Because this is Philadelphia, friends. Matt and Joe argue over who should date Matt's forensic teacher, and Andy believes he is responsible for the crack of the Liberty Bell after visiting with the field trip. Oh, jeez. What? Okay. Playing the role of the teacher, Debbie, Tyler Layton. And the only thing of
0: consequence she did... She was in 12 episodes of a show that we've talked about in the past, Silk stockings.
1: Oh, Silk stockings. That's for It Was a Thing. After Dark.
0: USA's Softcore
1: Porn After Wrestling. Me Ooh. After Monday Night Raw at 10.05. Boing! <laughs>
2: oh,
0: oh, boy. And if you get Z-Living you can get reruns. They'd show two a day on weekdays in the afternoon. Oh, weekdays! So if
1: you want to get your fix in during the day, boring <laughs> Afternoon delight. <laughs> oh, jeez.
2: <sighs> Episode four, A Midsummer's Nightmare. Matt has gotten a part in the school play, and Joe teases him about it, thus hurting Matt's confidence but Joe also needs confidence when he tells Lou he will be his nude model for his art class. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <yeah>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. No, I'm not.
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> oh my goodness oh. gracious! What if the fairies in the school play, because they're doing a Midsummer Night's Dream, which has fairies in it, one of the people playing the fairies was Shiri Appleby, y'all! What? Shiri Appleby. She played the uh, the bad girl in the Huffing Pain episode of Seventh Heaven.
1: Oh, yes! The, yeah, the, the Huffing Pain episode of Seventh Heaven, yeah.
2: No, that was another episode. She played a gangbanger, the most <laughs> least, the least threatening gangbanger on the planet. <laughs> On an episode of Seventh Heaven. Oh good. I know this because it was a very special episode on Dashiell Driscoll's a very special episode. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I've completely lost it.
0: Well let's... before we well, hold on, before we move on, writing this episode is a name I've mentioned in the past. Pamela Eels. She was the person who basically ruined Married with Children in this eleventh season. Oh. In my yep. opinion.
2: Well, she was busy hey. ruining family matters as well. So
1: well, she did go on to be an executive producer on The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Oh, good for her. Hey, we love Mr. Mosby on this podcast. And hey, guys. Just remember, when you watch Brenda's song on The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, just remember, Macaulay Culkin is hitting that. Because she's married to Macaulay Culkin. Oh my god. Hilarity oh my god. ensues.
2: <laughs> episode 5, Uptown Girl. Joe ignores his responsibilities when he meets a free-thinking woman. Hey, there's a special guest
0: playing himself in this episode. I don't know how he did this since he would have been associated with Fox at this time. But Terry Bradshaw was on this episode.
1: Well, Terry Bradshaw in 1985, the NFL on Fox is huge after its first year. You know, everyone on the NFL on Fox, they were cultural icons at this point. And playing the girlfriends, Christy or the girl of the week,
2: I should say, is Matteo Webb, who was actually on this very show in 2000 when we were talking though she wasn't on the show but we talked about her during the nightstand episode. Oh, So Tim Stack if you're listening and I know you are this lady was on nightstand.
1: Yes. And also let's just remember Tim as you know Parker Lewis your son can't lose
2: episode six the comic-con lloyd meets a potential sweetheart on the internet on this very internet and matt tries to hide a blemish before his first date
1: man this is so cutting edge it's 1995 and he's meeting a girl on the internet And you know who else he meets on this
2: internet in this episode? Who? George Decay.
1: Oh, that's terrific. George Decay. Oh. The the man who is the
0: internet basically nowadays.
1: Yes. (laughs) Maybe he was introduced to the internet by Joey Lawrence. Perhaps. Does that deserve a woe or an oh
2: my... Both. No los dos? Whoa. Oh my. <laughs> and also featured on this episode is Megan Kavanaugh as Lotus. And of course, Megan Kavanaugh, best known as surely the receptionist on Miss Congeniality 2 and Broom Hilda in Robin Hood Men in Tights, but also a prolific voice actress. She was in Wink's Club Exism. O's, the Mighty B, Tack and the Power of Juju, Jimmy
1: Neutron, Boy Genius. Okay, hold up. You mentioned Megan Cavill. Are we not going to talk about the fact that she was more hooch in a league of their own? Because that's we important. Are,
2: yes, we are going to talk about this. We need to talk about this. Yes. And we've just talked about it. Episode 7. The Sleepover Show. Bridget, who is an old friend of Joe's from high school, reunites with Joe, and he asks her to spend the night. Playing Bridget is Wendy Benson Landis, who is credited as Wendy Benson, and has since married Michael Landis, the original Jimmy Olsen, from... Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman.
0: And I'm going to add the writer of this episode is Eddie Gorodetsky. He's one of the big people with Chuck Lorre. He's produced uh, Mom. Uh, He does Call Me Cat currently. He did many episodes of Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men. And he also produced quite a few episodes of this very series.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. So there's a connection to... Two Miami Bialik shows with this guy. Yeah. Wow. Episode 8.
2: Witchcraft. A fortune teller gives Joe a Halloween scare as well as Andy's disappearance. Claire goes to a party on her own dressed as a wad of gum while Matt endures the taunts of college-age trick-or-treaters and Lloyd watches the scariest movie ever made. The Sound of Music.
1: What's so scary about The Sound of Music? That there's Nazis in it? Probably. You know who else is in it? Oh, the Crypt Keepers in it.
2: Yep. Crypt Keepers in it, John Kassir. And played one of the uh, trick-or-treaters, Melanie Hutzel.
1: Oh, yes. That Melanie Hutzel. Mm-hmm.
2: From SNL, yeah.
0: And actually playing Dr. Ron Ames in this episode
2: was Rondell Sheridan. He and Camille Winbush were reprising their roles from future installment Minor Adjustments, which would
1: have followed this show on NBC.
0: Okay, I was actually hoping we get a little love for Cousin Skeeter.
1: Yeah, Cousin Skeeter. I mean, we got to mention Bill Bellamy on this podcast. When can we not mention Bill Bellamy on this podcast? Well, whenever we do whenever we do rock and chalk, you know we're gonna mention him a lot. Yep. Him and Dan Cortez. Episode nine. Bait and switch.
2: A conspiratorial Lloyd locks up Joe and Lou in the storeroom on a day that Lou has arranged a blind date to get them to fall in love. Oh. He couldn't have chosen a worse day because Joe has promised to aid Matt in a date with Destiny, a fight with a school bully. Uh oh. Uh oh. No real guests of note on this episode. Sorry. Episode ten, outbreak. The nineties jokes just keep writing
1: themselves. Well, Was Dustin Hoffman in this episode? Was Marcel the monkey from Friends in this episode?
2: No. Oh. Claire, Andy, and Lloyd have the chicken pox. Because of this, Claire can't do her work leaving Joe in charge. Joe makes an executive decision to expand Roman customizing by signing a new account. One that Claire has turned down. Uh Uh-oh. Uh The hits just keep on coming, folks. Episode 11, A Roman Holiday. A Roman Holiday. (laughs) Ha ha ha, I see what you did there. Christmas morning is coming and Andy told Lloyd to tell Santa what he wanted for Christmas. Lloyd promised Andy that Santa would come through for him, but finds himself in a bind when he is unable to pull it off. Oh, no. We tried, uh, uh-oh, now we're up to, oh, no.
0: I almost feel like we could use
2: Tom Post in here. Oh, no, I ruined Christmas! Yep. (laughs) Episode 12. Once Around the Block. Matt hopes to shed his boring image by catching the action at a salsa dance club. When his mom and Lou suddenly show up, as does Lloyd, he doesn't know what to do. Andy is thrilled when Joe works on a car that is oddly similar to the Batmobile.
0: Hey, one big name in this episode as a narrator, Billy West!
2: Yes! Yes! That Ren- Billy West.
0: That Billy West. Ren and Stimpy, Futurama.
2: Oh yeah, him. Episode 13. Remember, Matt gets a job at Philadelphia's Lucky Burger as the Clown. He only does this for the money. Claire is worried about Joe, but he decides he wants to race just like his dad. And holy crap guess who they got to play a person on this episode? Big names. Two people. Two big names. Alright, uh, playing the role of Eduardo is Nestor Carbonell from such series as Lost and The Morning Show. And was it he on cure- Suddenly Susan? He was also on Suddenly Susan. Yes! And he- we were talking about The
1: Tick earlier. Yeah. He played Batman yes also he was the mayor of Gotham City in the Dark Knight trilogy
2: maybe we have to talk about the tick soon maybe maybe but As even pro- bigger than that even but, bigger but, than that but, but, but even bigger than that playing the role of Doug Tom Kenny aka SpongeBob SquarePants
1: Yes. And, of course, we've seen recently NFL players kick a field goal into SpongeBob's mouth.
0: It all goes back to the wild card games now, doesn't it?
1: Oh, no. the Sly Monster's here. Everyone run for your lives. The Sly Monster, oh
0: Just remember, Dak Prescott ran up the middle and he still got MVP.
1: Thank you, PFT. Mm-hmm.
2: Episode 14. Big Brotherly Love. Matt and Andy think that Jack, a man who Claire enlisted to be a mentor to Matt and Andy as part of the Big Brothers program, is great, but to Joe, Jack has trying to replace their dad. And who plays Jack? Somebody Andy already knows.
1: Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Well, guess what? He's the best damn mentor of big brothers period. Yep. Also playing big brothers, Billy West
2: as Billy and Jimmy Briscoe as Jimmy. Hold Billy on. West.
1: Of <laughs> Time, course- out. Time out. You see what I did there? When I said the best damn mentor at big brothers period. Yes, I see what you you did there. Because he was on the best damn sports show, period, Tom Arnold. Okay, go ahead about Billy West.
2: Billy West, of course. Futurama. Red and Stimpy. Bugs Bunny in Space Jam, folks. Jimmy Briscoe. He was on an episode of the Weird Al show, so. Episode 15. Bride and Prejudice. Lou's boyfriend proposes to her, and now she has to make a difficult decision. Accept it, or try to make it work with Joe. Meanwhile, Matt's new friends make fun of Lloyd. And the season finale, Double Date. Joe is annoyed with his latest squeeze, Amy. Lou feels the same way about her latest fling, Tom. And they suggest a double date, and they hope their dates will fall for each other. Meanwhile, Matt grows out of spending time with childhood best friend Lance. So, playing the role of Amy is Lisa Rifle, who is an actor, singer, musician, and um, I want to say uh, that person from that thing, but she was in The Thorns and Jillian, The Trials of Rosie O'Neill, Women of the House, and Season 5 of Empty
1: Nest. But Tom is played by Peter Krause, who is best known for Six Feet Under.
2: And Sports Night. Why does everybody forget Sports Uh,
1: Night? Yeah, Sports Night, but Six Feet Under is more memorable. But Sports Night's great, too. Insert joke about Felicity Huffman and the college SAT scandal here.
0: (laughs) No. God. Yeah, gee whiz.
2: Okay, and of course, after that episode, NBC canceled the show. And before we get into season two, which Mike's going to take over, can we at least see what happens to season one? Because it had a... I, I wouldn't say it was a lush time slot. I mean, it was leading off the night but it couldn't find an audience. Let's see why real quick. Yeah, it aired on Sunday nights on NBC at 7 o'clock. Oh, Jesus.
1: Oh, NFL overruns, I bet.
2: Um, not only NFL overruns, but a little show for the olds called 60 Minutes.
1: Yeah, but at this time, 60 Minutes doesn't have the lead-in from the NFL, because... CBS would have lost the NFL to Fox. Well, even
2: without the NFL, it's still placed ninth.
0: It's still 60 minutes.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants to see Andy Rooney rant about whatever.
0: Well, also remember, don't just look at CBS. Look at ABC, because what have they aired on Sunday nights at 7 o'clock for the last three decades?
1: Oh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh Mm Uh-huh.
0: That's a one-two punch that'll take out.
2: Many a show.
1: Yeah. You miss Uh you, Bob. We
2: do. I'm guessing NBC wants this show to work. They've got to move it somewhere. They do move it somewhere. They move it right after the Fresh Prince.
1: But that's Fresh Prince
2: in its final season. It's Fresh Prince in its final season, yes. And it was only a placeholder for In the House, which is another show that would air on two different networks, but it's slightly more successful than this one.
0: And also talking about the competition that night, it was up against a popular little show on Fox called Melrose Place.
1: Oh yeah. Well, that'll place. do it. Yep, that'll do it. America loved their Heather Locklear, 1995, 1996.
2: Indeed they
0: did. After failing twice... On NBC and bouncing around uh, to a couple of time slots, it landed on the WB's midsummer lineup in an all-too familiar place. Not 7 p.m. on Sunday nights. How about 7:30 p.m. on Sunday nights? So it's still going up against America's funniest home videos. It's still going up against 60 minutes. And actually, at this point, it's also going up against Dateline NBC on its former network.
1: Oh, yeah, because Dateline NBC is so big at this point. It's like, what, three nights a week at this point? Every... Yeah,
0: three, maybe even four nights a week, yeah.
1: Yeah, Stone Phillips, Gene Polly. you can't beat that.
0: No, you can't. And that takes us to episode one of season two called Lord of the Guys. Lou takes Claire away from the house for a girl's weekend at a spa, and the boys have to look after themselves. I think we need to put Susan in here. Uh-oh. 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 Luckily for Joan and Andy, Matt knows what to do. Wait, he oh. does? Well, is, supposedly it says right there he knows what to do.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And in this episode, playing Annika is Maya Turley, who was on seven episodes of Mad Men as Catherine Olsen. Oh, cool. Episode two of season two is Joe at 21. Boy, guess what it's about. Somebody's turning turning 21. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, Whoa, indeed. It is Joe's 21st birthday. He spends the night in a bar thinking about his dad. The rest are playing a surprise party for him. When Joe gets home, he is drunk.
2: Oh,
0: Oh, of course he is. Total blotto. Well, hey, it's your 21st. What are you going to do? Me? I worked nine hours on my 21st birthday, so I didn't have a chance to get drunk. Not that I would have. But hey, playing Mickey this episode, this is a name we've mentioned in the past. Oh, yes. Oh, I think a a favorite of the podcast, Blake Clark.
2: Yes. Oh, I know know who that guy is.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been in plenty of things. He played the uh, hardware store salesman on uh, Home Improvement. He was on a week of Match Game Hollywood Squares because, of course, he did a week of Match Game Hollywood Squares. And also, you'd know him as Farmer Fran in the movie The Water Boy.
1: Yes, and he also voiced Slinky Dog in Toy Story 3 and 4. But the best part is we're going to be talking about him again later this year because he was in. Women in prison. Yep.
0: Great. Can't well. wait for that episode.
1: Oh, for the theme song alone. This is the greatest theme song in history. Would you agree? I'm going to be honest. I've never heard it. You've never heard the women in prison theme song.
0: I, I'll, I'll look for it tonight. You're going to love it. And, You're to... and I'll, and I'll edit my comments. In this place right here. It's definitely an unconventional theme song. One of the best ever. I don't know about that, but it is, like I said, very unconventional,
2: very entertaining. I want to hear what mom has to say. You know, I've named the disembodied
1: voice lady mom because of Photon. But she's computer voice lady. Okay. Okay, computer voice lady. What do you have to say about the women in prison theme song?
0: It's the best goddamn theme song ever created by humans.
2: And Chico, don't you ever call me mom, you f-
1: There you go. Chico, shut the hell up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she told you. Dang.
2: Damn, son.
0: Yeah. Episode 3. Episode 19 overall. Third episode of Season 2. Claire's first date. Claire prepares for her first real date Ed, a pool buddy of Joe's, since her husband's death. Matt and Andy dislike him because they think it is a replacement of their father.
2: Mm. Didn't they have this episode already? With the big brother replacing the father and everybody had a problem with it?
0: Yeah, Yeah. something like that. That was like six episodes ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it was one network ago. So Six episodes,
0: one six, six, six episodes, one network, and a Tom Arnold to go. Yeah, and in this episode, playing a delivery man is Sid Melton, who is the dead husband of Sophia Petrillo on The Golden Girls.
1: <laughs> Does that mean she was B Arthur's dad? She was B Arthur's daddy.
0: Moving on real fast, episode twenty. Other people, Joe and Lou agree to be quote unquote just friends and date other people. But Joe fumes when Lou's quote unquote other person is someone named Mel that he does not know. And then he unwittingly asks out Lou's best friend, Melanie Marcos, the Mel to which Lou was referring. Oh, it's not a Mel, it's a Melanie. Ah. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, but wait, hold on. That gets better because listen to the next name I'm going to say. Oh, my gosh! Mark Wiener stops by the shop to have his puppet truck customized. (laughs) What? Mark Wiener. Yes. Yes. Mark Wiener.
1: Mark Wiener. That's great. That's amazing. This is the second appearance of Mark Wiener on the podcast because he was in uh, the SNL 80 episode. Yep. Yeah, he was. Okay, and uh, one of the people in this
2: episode is Jennifer Aspen, whose latest role of great import was as Sharon Peacham in the GCB. Of course, we all know GCP stands for Good Christian. Next episode, Mike.
1: It stands for
2: Good
0: Christian. Oh, I thought I said GCP. I thought I was going to say Good Christian. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> oh my god i was like oh well okay that makes sense that chico's not saying it but now it makes less sense because you said the actual word well okay. greg
2: said the actual word i was trying to avoid it don't don't deflect blame
0: okay episode 21 is viva la fraternité both joey and matt asked andy's new babysitter for a date Meanwhile, Lloyd gets a really big toupee, which everyone is scared of. <laughs> How big is the toupee if people are scared of it? I'm
2: sorry. I could not tell you. That's a big
1: toupee. Hey, hey you know what Joey Lawrence's reaction was when he saw the big toupee? No. Whoa. 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 Whoa, that's an ugly toupee. Whoa, that's a really big toupee. Whoa. That's a really big toupee.
0: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lou looks forward to seeing her father, but once again, he does not know if he'll show up.
1: Oh.
0: All right. Episode six. Oh, hey, this describes me to a T. Big Mike. People refer to you
1: as Big Mike?
0: Well, I'm not Little Mike.
2: No, you are Big Mike. But Thank you
1: are you. not the Big Mike in this particular episode. I am not.
0: I, I, you are a Big Mike.
1: Mike. There's a reason why you're not that big, Mike.
0: Well, we'll find out. The boys are really excited when their grandfather, Big Mike, comes by for a visit. They all have a great time, but Mike makes some promises he cannot keep. Uh-oh. Oh, maybe that's why you're not comparing me to Big Mike.
1: Uh-oh. I keep
0: all my promises. Uh yeah. oh, yeah. Uh oh. Oh, but oh, but playing Big Mike. Oh, this is a name. This is a name. Yes. Gil Gerard.
1: Buck Rogers. That's it. Buck Rogers. That's all we need to say. That's all you need to know. That's all we need to know. Buck Rogers in the 25th century. And you know what? Hey, Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Hey, it's all worth it to watch Aaron Gray. Yep. Man's not wrong. Yeah.
2: Nope.
0: Boing! Episode... <laughs> Jeez. I-, I got my Aaron Gray fix watching Silver Spoons. I'm sorry. I like them a little milkier. Uh, I
2: watched both, so... Yeah.
1: Boing! <laughs> Episode Boing!
2: <laughs> Jeez.
1: Hilarity ensues.
0: <laughs> Episode 7, Motherly Love. oh Lloyd's RV driving mom, Myrna, visits the garage. At the same time, Joe is pushing Andy to enter in a pine box derby to prevent a business rival's son from beating Matt's previous winning record and playing the RV driving mom, Myrna. We just talked about Sal Patrillo. Well, here's his widow, Estelle Getty.
1: Yeah, Estelle Getty, nice. baby. Yes.
2: Picture it. Sicily. 1941.
1: Okay. But I do have two guest stars I want to mention. Playing Pasternak in this episode is Lee Orenberg, who played Pintel, one of Captain Barbosa's crew in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and played Grumpy in the TV series Once Upon a Time. But, oh, Chico, you ready for this? Playing Little Ricky, Aaron Eisenberg, a.k.a. Nog from Deep Space Nine. Nice! Yes. Episode 8 is Kernel of Truth. Andy figures
0: he'll not get into any more trouble in school if Joe dates his stern but attractive teacher, Miss Harper. Claire dates Jimmy, a man she met at the supermarket who has serious mommy issues. Psychology student Matt fears he may have obsessive-compulsive disorder.
2: Whoa, whoa. Yeah, playing the role of Miss Harper is Trisha Lee Fisher, who is a that lady from that thing. But uh, she was in future installments, including Love American Style, the movie. There
1: was
0: a movie based on Love American Style. Yes.
1: but Well, Chico, you're not going to mention that she's Carrie Fisher's half-sister. I did not know this! According I was to- today years old when I knew this! Yeah, and she's also Joey Fisher's sister, too, so... You
2: know what that means? What? She's Debbie Reynolds' half-daughter!
1: Half- no, she's yeah. Eddie Fisher's daughter, you dumbass!
0: Also, yes. another name, we mentioned him earlier, playing the butcher in this episode is Eddie Gorodetsky, the guy who's a uh, producer with uh, Chuck Lorry Productions. Yes. Episode 9, Downtown Girl. Joe meets Phoebe D, an old classmate who is heading towards stardom in her music career. This makes him think about the decisions he has made. Matt is stuck doing a science assignment with Lydia Lydia Lump. That's her horrible name. Lydia Lump, a nerdy classmate.
1: But do we want to mention who plays Lydia Lump? This is a big name. Oh, Oh,
0: by no means is this person a nerd. This is oh, this is a great name from the nineties, Jody Sweeten.
1: That's right, Stephanie Tanner, yep.
0: and also she hosted Pants Off Dance Off.
1: Yep. What? What the hell is that? Wait, Greg.
0: Wait, you don't know what Pants Off Dance Off is? No. Oh my gosh! Sit down.
2: Oh, so, okay.
0: No, do you want me to explain, or you want to explain? Explain it, Mike. Okay, so. Pants Off, Dance Off was on what's currently Fuse TV. It was called Much Music USA. This is about a decade ago or so. And basically it was people kind of karaokeing to pop songs at that time. But also the entire time they're like, I don't want to say stripping, but just taking off most of their clothes. They kept on their underwear. But yeah, Pants Off, Dance Off. I cannot believe Greg has not heard of this till now. Well, guess what? It's on the list. I think what's even more amazing is that me and Chico, boom, we knew what Pants Off Dance Off was, and I'm ashamed I knew it.
2: (laughs) No Um, shame, only knowledge. Well,
0: whatever floats your boat.
2: Oh, Also, Andrea Bendewald played the old flame of Joey's. And she was known for Suddenly Susan as well. Okay. We're getting a lot of
0: Suddenly Susan veterans on here. Okay. Episode 10 is called The Great Indoors. Not The Great Outdoors, The Great Indoors.
1: Yeah, not the show that has uh, Joel McHale in it. That's another entry.
0: Oh, that may be another episode, too. Andy is proud of getting his wilderness badge. He wants to wear this on the camping trip that his Pioneers group was planning. Thanks to a storm, the trip gets canceled, but they end up having the camping trip in the garage. Meanwhile, Claire and Lou have a girls' movie night and end up bawling in tears with every movie they watch. Really? Well, it depends on what type of movies they're watching. Hmm.
1: Playing Susie is Portia Dawson, and hey, one of her notable film roles was in the 1991 movie Cool as Ice. And also, she was in 44 episodes of Blossom, so. Okay. Yeah, she played Rhonda.
0: All right, episode 11, The Driving Lesson. A merciless driver's ed teacher, Mr. Hangarter, may have Matt's future in mind when he passes out grades, but Joe has only revenge in mind when he rallies Matt, Lloyd, and Lou in playing a prank on the man in order to get back at him. And playing that driver's ed teacher, this is a guy we did not talk about all that long ago, Kim Curtis. We talked about him on, was it one in a million? One in a million. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was only, what, about three weeks ago, two weeks ago, we talked about him on one in a million. And actually, this episode, this is a note from our good friends at Wikipedia. This episode was originally produced for the first season but its original broadcast was held over until the second season. And we also have Billy West as an uncredited narrator again. So Billy West, that's at least his third appearance in this series. Okay. Episode 12 of season two, Power of Love. No sign of Huey Lewis or the news in this episode. Oh, Eduardo returns to town, sweeping Lou off of her feet romantically, much to Joe's chagrin. Getting advice from Eduardo, Matt says meaninglessly, I love yous to date attractive girls. After listening to numerous self-help tapes, Lloyd decides to quit his job at the garage to try and fulfill his dreams. Claire is worried that Andy is emulating Joe's lack of affection for other people.
2: Uh, Interesting thing about uh, this episode, Nestor Carbonell does not play Eduardo.
1: Yeah, because he would be on Suddenly Susan now.
2: Yeah. He's played by a man named Luigi Amadeo. who that be? He was in The Bold of the Beautiful for like a week, but he was also on an episode of Star Trek Voyager. Oh, that's great.
0: Playing the gigolo.
2: (laughs) What? Remember, I'm guessing it was one of those
1: holodeck adventures, maybe. Oh, Janeway probably had a holiday adventure with the <laughs>
0: I'm sure she did. And Sid Melton is on this episode again. Uh, he plays Captain Speedy. I don't get it either. No. Episode 29, which is the 13th episode of season two, is Party Girl. Kristen is a new girl in Matt's life. Everyone around him agrees that Kristen is out of his league because the girl drinks and goes to rave parties, but Matt protests.
1: All right, Chico, I know you're doing something else right now, but you need to listen to see who's playing Kristen on this episode. Are you sitting down? Good. Playing Kristen is Rebecca Herbst, who played the character of Susie on the Nickelodeon show Space Cases. And she's on General Hospital. She played the character of Elizabeth Weber, So that's terrific. She was on Space Cases.
0: Oh, but we got one better, Greg. Oh, yeah. Playing the art dealer in this episode, another podcast favorite.
1: Oh. Phil Proctor. That's right. Phil and Lil's dad from Rugrats. Two Nickelodeon connections in this episode. Damn it. Episode
0: 30 is Skin Deep. Matt and Kristen are still hanging out together. Kristen then sets Matt up with Carly, a depressive girl who wants to get him a tattoo. Meanwhile, Joe and Lou think that Lloyd has developed romantic feelings for Claire. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca Herbst is in this episode, too, obviously. Oh, cool. Episode 31 is called Paging Nell. Joe is reunited with his old friend, next-door neighbor, Nell Bascom, who needs a new kidney. Playing Nell Bascom, the one and only co-star of Joey Lawrence about, uh, what, about 15 years earlier at this point, Nell Carter.
1: That's right, Nell Carter, the late legendary Nell Carter. Nell Carter!
0: And actually, the story to this episode was written by liz seagal yeah uh you'd know her as uh katie Segal's uh sister oh but also she was one of the two twins on future installment double trouble
1: oh my god yes double trouble yeah oh a usa network favorite
0: as well as oh madeline oh now i gotta play that clip Darn, oh
1: my, my, my looks like it's raining in Kansas. No, no, that's just a little bit of dirt. I'll just it right. Oh, what, no Kansas. <laughs> oh my, that looks like the day after.
0: The- <laughs> I just walked right into that one. You're welcome, Greg. Episode 32 is called The Comet. Matt decides to reinvent himself when a new girl, Julia, comes to town to visit her grumpy grandfather, Harry Old Man Gibbs. Andy is frightened that they will get hit by the comet. What? I don't get it.
1: Andy, you're so stupid.
0: Uh, And this is actually Joey Lawrence's directorial debut.
1: Whoa, whoa. You think after he said action, he followed it up by saying,
0: whoa. No, that's how he says cut. Whoa.
1: Cut. Whoa, whoa. Playing Julia is Lauren Woodland. And Mike, you're not going to believe this. She played Emily Francisco on Alien Nation. Oh, my. Okay. How many times have we mentioned Alien Nation on this podcast?
0: We've mentioned it a few times. Yeah. And actually, I want to throw out the name of uh, the old man, Harry Gibbs. The person who plays him is Al Ruscio. Not a big name, but if you look at his resume, he is the consummate, that guy from that show, going back to the late 50s. Late 50s all the way up to 2007 uh, when he was on Till Death. Okay. But he did a little bit of everything. Episode 33, Stealing Beauty. Kristen gets mad at a job at a music store, but his future there looks bleak when the manager collars a shoplifter. Matt later finds out that Kristen stole CDs and stuck them into his backpack. Matt is afraid to tell on her because she could get arrested. In the end, Kristen confesses and Claire pays to bail her out. Joe and Lloyd try their best to uh, to keep the shop bathroom clean.
1: But hey, playing Chip the can-do plumber is the series co-creator Jonathan Schmuck. But hey, Mike, I just found out something while I did some live research and I yeah. realized something. Jonathan Schmuck played the Major D in Ferris Mueller's Day Off. Really? Oh, yes. my. He's the Major D who confronts Matthew Broderick about Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. And yeah, he pretends that he's Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago.
0: By he, Greg means Matthew Broderick, obviously.
1: And he's like, okay, checks out. Yep. And actually directing
0: this episode, listen to this. Here's another name. Didn't know he's ever directed anything. Oh
1: yes.
0: Paul cripple
1: Yes, from It's a Living.
0: The piano player on It's a Living. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: That is great. Absolutely.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Episode 34, Art Attack. Lou has some modern art she wants to take to the museum. So Joe helps her carry her work. Fiona Kensington, the daughter of the owner of the art gallery, sees the artwork and thinks Joe did it. So he impresses her by doing some last minute art with the help from Andy. Also, Matt takes up playing the guitar and wants to write a song. Matt tries to find inspiration by his surroundings. When their garbage man Leo pays a visit, Andy tells him he has got a pigeon on his car. Matt then comes up with a very bad song. Well, yeah, if I had a pigeon on my car, I'd probably come up with a very bad song, too.
1: Hey, I got a joke for you. Ready, Mike? Oh, no. You know what Billy Joel would have to say about this episode? Working too hard can give it. You ought to know by now.
0: Episode 35, Pizza Girl. That was horrible. That was very damn bad, Greg, and you should feel bad romance is in the air at the pizza parlor as Matt's co-worker Rosa falls for Joe and Andy falls for a young girl who does not think his Oh, this is perfect, Greg. This is, I'm going to redo this, but this is perfect for what we did. Your last joke there. Romance is in the air at the pizza parlor as Matt's co-worker Rosa falls for Joe and Andy falls for a young girl who does not think his jokes are funny. Meanwhile, Lloyd steals a pig from a Chinese restaurant and refuses to return it in fear. It'll be killed. The coworker Rosa in this episode, oh,
1: hold up in terms of people we've mentioned on this podcast and guest stars, This has to be in the top 10.
0: This is definitely in like the top 5% of people. Yes. And this would have been about the time she was on SNL, maybe a little bit after. Yes. And the person we're talking about is Sarah Silverman.
1: Yes. And let's just say, if you don't know who Sarah Silverman is, just stop listening to this podcast, please. I beg you, don't listen to this podcast anymore. Like, seriously, do we have to explain who Sarah Silverman is?
0: But we do insist you continue listening. All
1: righty, we got five to go.
0: Episode 36, easy come, easy go. Andy becomes Joe's good luck charm on a trip to Atlantic City for a while. Meanwhile, bad luck crashes the scene when Matt throws his first big party. Oh, my gosh. We have another amazing guest star in this episode playing himself. Oh,
1: yes. Yes. The one and only... Rip Taylor. Oh, and I guarantee you he was throwing confetti all over the place. And you know what Joey's reaction would be when he saw the confetti being thrown by Rip Taylor?
2: Whoa, whoa.
0: And, of course, we mentioned Rip Taylor previously on the $1.98 Beauty Show.
1: Yes. And, And, And
0: the April Fool's Day prank, Rip Taylor in Time.
1: Yeah, I know. Guys, I assure you, Rip Taylor in Time, when we came up with it, was much funny in January of 2020. Before we knew what was going to happen later on in the year.
0: We tried.
1: You had to be there for it.
0: Yeah, like most everything that goes on with the show, you had to be there. And actually, directing this episode is another name associated with Chuck Lorre Productions, specifically Big Bang Theory, Mark Sandrowski.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Again, another known entity behind the camera, as it were. All right, episode twenty-one of season two, "Ice Cream You Scream," part one. Joe moves in for the kill after Matt claims he is just friends with Kristen. An ice cream vendor is a real treat for Andy and for Claire.
1: Ooh! But playing Ken in this episode. Oh, another big name, Kevin Meaney. Oh, I miss him. Yeah. But we will talk about him because he was in the uh, was the 1990 television version of Uncle Buck.
0: Yeah, he was uh, in the TV version of Uncle Buck.
1: Yeah, not to be confused with the later 2010s version with Mike Epps.
0: Right. But he did many things. Sadly, no longer with us. That's why I reacted that way. Yeah. And then part two... <laughs> This isn't I scream, you scream, part two. It's we all scream, part two. <laughs> you're, you're finishing the phrase there. Oh, gosh. Matt and Joe nearly come to fisticuffs over Kristen, who is unable to handle the truth when she hears it, and Lou receives an email message from an admirer.
1: Oh, wow, an email message. Well, it's from
0: 1997. A- email is still relatively new to the vast majority of the population.
1: Today would be like something on like match.com or something. I don't know.
0: Or a DM into your Instagram or something like that. But directing this episode, it's a name we've mentioned in the past. Maybe not that often, but we've mentioned him. Rich Carell. Oh, yeah. He was on Leave It to Beaver back in the 60s. He played Rich one of uh, beaver's friends but also he was on the week of match game hollywood squares where it was gallagher and the cast of leave it to beaver oh my god yeah and he's directed many many shows since then he also produced police squad
1: that's right he did produce police squad yeah but he's also directed a bunch of shows he directed episodes of Perfect Strangers, Full House, Sister Sister, Step by Step. He directed one episode of Married with Children, Mike. Oh, and Future Entry, Mike Migo.
0: Oh my gosh. Migo, one of the shows that killed uh, CBS on Friday nights. I'm going to need some brain bleach for that episode. All right, two episodes ago. Episode 39 is Mother's Day. Mother's Day brings a surprise visit from Joe's hippie mom, who is pregnant and married to an aura photographer. Oh. An aura photographer, yeah.
1: But hey, guess who's back playing the character of Lucian in this episode? Tom Kenny.
0: SpongeBob himself.
1: Yes. All right. One more episode to go.
0: Last one, episode 40, is called Girl Crazy. Julia returns, hoping to strike up a relationship with Matt again, but his friends are not part of her plans. Meanwhile, Andy sells his childhood at a garage sale to earn cash. Really, you should have just held on to it, put it on eBay 20 years later, and you probably would have made five times your money. No, really. That's what, like, the going rate is for your childhood on eBay, is like five times what you could have gotten 20 years
1: ago. Well, that's preferably love. Wow.
0: Not whoa. 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 Yeah. uh, It lasted two seasons. It struggled through two seasons. I should say got 40 episodes was on two networks. And despite having three adorable siblings on the show, really like 25 years after the fact, it's just a thing on TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is.
0: Yeah. Well, remember, we're on multiple social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. Generally, you can find us at It Was a Thing on TV. Facebook, because Mark Zuckerberg hates us, made us change to It Was a Thing on TV podcast. And... On the YouTube, Uh, obviously, most of the episodes are there. And also, don't forget, you can go to our main page, our Podbean page at itwasathingontv.com, where we have now posted over 300 shows and uh, just 300 installments. We've done, obviously, 236 shows, but also we've got Into the Spidey Movieverse. We've done 16 minisodes. We've done a number of live episodes. Just as a whole, we've done over 300 shows. And we're going to bring two more to you next week. Oh, this is our march to the Super
1: Bowl, baby.
0: Oh, this isn't a march to the Super Bowl. We're rushing with a head of steam to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Well, our first entry is our second episode is kind of loosely related to the first episode. And in a way, there is some football connection to it, a minor football connection but it is related to the first episode.
0: But the real football episodes are coming in two weeks. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. This really, uh, I don't want to get into big spoilers for two weeks from now, but not saying don't listen to next week's episodes, but the big ones that I am anticipating is two weeks from now.
1: And also, the second episode of that week is going to be a sequel to someone from one of our most popular installments
0: but again we'll give more spoilers away as we get closer to that episode so as always thank you for listening thank you to greg thank you to chico i'm mike and thank you for listening to this episode of it was a thing on tv have a good rest of the week
2: wow whoa whoa whoa
1: I can't believe this episode!
2: Whoa! Whoa!